rhythm to running it back. The lessons learned from sports podcasts. We're going to talk about FSU. Day was robbed. Day was job. Everybody deserves their shot. They're not going to throw away their shot because they're not even going to get to take it. How many references are you going to have in this? I was going to try to do Eminem too, but I'll, I'll save that for later. Tarlet, how are you doing? Well, I'm a little sad. This is our last pod of the year. Yeah. I guess I just informed you because I will not be in town the next three Saturdays. So, hey, this yeah. is going to be our, right. this is our holiday wrap. Yeah. Uh, always good to see you. I, I think need to hit on a few things before we talk about FSU because I think they were job. I'm sure you are really, you've been wondering what's going on with the step challenge. Yes. Oh, my God. I mean, the, the feedback the, the, coming I mean, out of yeah. our last episode, Tarly. Aside from the comments, they were like, how many minutes before the actual show starts? Aside from that, outrageously positive. They don't like to just random chit-chat. Outrageously well, positive. We, first of all, you hit live. This is live, so this is a little uncomfortable. But, okay. Yeah. yeah. One, averaging over 20,000 steps a day. You this are. Is, yeah, this is now 40-plus days in. At one point, Woman who is ran the marathon. I have no chance yes. of catching. I yes. was within six thousand steps Ooh. on Thursday, and I sent her a chat saying, "I'll stop stepping if you do." And she said, "Somehow I don't believe you." <laughs> and it was five thirty in the morning. I said, "Well, I may be walking right now." Right, right. I am. Once we get off this pod, we'll continue stepping. I did, which was random. I normally haven't gone on the scale in a while. I've lost nine pounds. Yeah. So when you walk 20,000 steps a day, you just yeah. start shedding stuff that you might not know that you need to shed as you're yeah. coming up on. Are you eating more too? Are you hungry? Like, cause, no. cause you're burning calories. I guess you're just no. burning something. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's one. Two, I've learned. So I went to Vegas last weekend. I had a chance to see Usher celebrating ah. the first of my friend's 50th birthdays. I've been to Vegas in a long time. Did he have anything to say about his son, Ja? What? John Morant's dad resembles Usher very closely. Didn't get a chance going to go into the sphere. It is still a massive spectacle. I'm hoping that eventually that drags James Dolan to Vegas. I'm hoping the sphere is so successful that we kick him out of MSG and let him retire to Las Vegas. So Usher shows ridiculous. It's a full out party before he even gets on stage. The DJ was killing it. My wife and I had a chance to meet Usher. Nice. You should, you should see the picture. It's like me on and the not, side. Just to be clear, this is not the person who showed you to your seats. This is the performer. This is the performer. You just see the pic is Usher standing next to my wife. Looks like he's all hugged up on her and I'm like arm's length away <laughs> happening. But the part that really is like over the top is when Usher comes out and he's like performing three songs on roller skates and still doing the same moves. Like, come on, man, this is a little tough. He, really? He's actually on roller skates? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was ridiculous. Now my wife did at one point, cause the show I just mentioned kicked off at nine, really nine 30. For those who listen to the pod, they know I'm a morning person. Normally yeah. get up around four. 9 PM Vegas time. Yes. I might've, might've fallen asleep in the concert. I mean, the roller skates, you know, like, you pick your spots, right? You it was know? a great show. It was a great show. Yeah. So excited to be here. And the last thing I'll share is when you're at a 50th birthday party, you're sharing pods that people listen to, books that they're, they're reading. Yeah. And I never heard of the uh, pod Smartless. Mm. Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and Sean Hayes. Yeah. And that's a great show. 
they have great rapport. Listening, you know, I was like, oh, so this is what a good pod sounds like. I was actually like, oh, taking notes. So I'm just letting you know. Right. Okay. Could be running it back. And I was like, oh, right. in the middle, they're like, we'll be right back. I'm like, oh, there's commercials. I was expecting you to say that it turns out all your friends at the 50th birthday come to you and say how much love they have for the pod. Honestly, there was one buddy, shout out to Brian, who discovered, I went to Iceworks, discovered it on his own. Nice. He was just searching for new content. I didn't do a blast, mass blast. Yeah. Hey, everyone is, and listens to, he's a long time listener. So he nice. literally was telling uh, my wife, he's like, I actually found my own. I listen to them all the time. Yeah. They're not so, smartless, but they got it. They got something yeah, going uh, on. My buddy know. from high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. There, there you go. There you go. There you go. All go. right. Yeah. We're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the fact that college football is a mess and that the selection process for the college football playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Playoffs. Playoffs. That the selection process is busted because an undefeated team who was rallying despite losing their quarterback that's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. Shout out to Terrell Owens. Got to work on RTO impressions. Tony Romo's really happy that he's still a part of that. That's my quarterback. Does he know that he's part of that? That's my quarterback. We have an episode on it, in fact. But right. FSU didn't make it in despite being undefeated. And Alabama, who upset Georgia in the SEC championship, made it in despite the fact that they lost to Texas, and then Texas also with one loss made it in. So FSU, undefeated, struggling on offense, really great defense, is left on the outside looking in. It is a one-time thing here where this is the end of the college football playoffs. Playoffs? In their current playoffs. installation, they're going to be a 12-team. It's going to start feeling more like March Madness starting next year. But this year, it's somewhere between back in the day when who knows whether both polls are going to declare the same champion. Then that went to the BCS, which was a problem if there were three teams. So then they came up with this four-team playoff. FSU's left down the outside looking in. There's some lessons to be learned here. We did a little bit of research. We're looking for analogies. We're trying to make connections. I spent way more time thinking about college football than I normally do. Yeah, you were texting me all random, like, I'm probably going to talk just about FSU and not a lot of college football. So let's just make sure everyone, college football playoffs, there's a committee, as you were described, 13 individuals. I looked up some of these fine individuals, seven athletic directors, two former coaches, one Hall of Famer, mm -hmm. one former tight end, one professor, and one... He just a former tight end, that's, that's all? That's, that's all. it. That was what he was labeled as, one former tight end. If you look at it, it's a full mass head with their pictures and one VP collegiate athletics and community wellness. And so they're tasked, as you described, every week for the last six weeks to determine the top 25. They base their rankings off of strength of schedule, conference champs at the end, team record, had to have results, injuries, and it even says weather. As you said, we're in the college football playoffs. It's only the top four teams that are in the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. Next year, it's 12 teams. Right. So in 2024, the four highest ranked conference champions will automatically get a bye. Let's just think about that. 
the four highest ranked champions get all automatic by five top conference champions, seven highest ranking teams after that. So that's what, that's the mix. I'm sitting in Vegas watching, I've got Michigan contingent there. My wife went to Michigan and my brother-in-law in Michigan and my buddy went to Michigan. Were you getting any office. smoke off our last episode and anyone heard you? Oh, everyone. And no one likes it. That's fine. One time. Khakis win. Khakis for the shutout. So there as a fan and as someone who's just thinking about television, like, oh yeah, Alabama wins this game. They're definitely in. Texas is in. There's no way FSU should be in the, in mm -hmm. the championship. And that was me thinking as someone's just watching good TV. Yes. But then I took a step away. It's like, that's just wrong. Because what has FSU done this year? So FSU 13-0. Yeah. They beat the number 13 team LSU, number 15 team Louisville, and number 22 team Clemson. They're the number three strength of record, number 55 strength of schedule, number 31 offense rank, number 19 defensive rank. And 13-0. They won everything on the field. They lost their leader, the best player on their team, Jordan Travis, to an injury. In the next game, they have their Tate Rodemaker. It's the number two quarterback. It's knocked out. Yeah. Concussion. And so they have their third stringer playing an ACC championship, mm -hmm. and they squeak out a win 16-6 against a ranked opponent. Yeah. So why I'm actually frustrated is they're robbing. You have a committee that is thinking more about television, in my mind, and more about the money. Because when you think about the college football playoffs, since 2014, there hasn't, there's never been an SEC team. There's, we've never had a, a playoffs without an SEC team. Yeah. And Bama has been in the playoffs, playoffs. Eight, eight of the 10 years. Right. So if you remove someone, I mean, I actually talked to another buddy, said he was like, so... Fine. You think FSU should be in? If FSU played Bama, where would, where would be the spread? Who'd be favored to win? I said Bama. Yeah. So there you go. I go. That doesn't mean they shouldn't play. That's just because someone's more highly favored doesn't mean they should be automatically yeah. in the playoffs. Right. Right. Well, you still play the game. That's why you, that's, you need to win the game. Right. Yes. So you're robbing Hello. us. Hello. You're Hello? robbing us of underdog stories. You're basically determining what's yeah. going to happen on the field. Right. And FSU, as a team, they'll get their number two quarterback back, and they have a month of practice. You have no idea what that team is going to look like and whether or not they can win. Mm -hmm. So it's frustrating when a team goes undefeated and they're in the four slot yeah. that they can get jumped by yeah. someone. Alabama was the number eight team coming into the last ranking. Yes, yeah. they beat Georgia. Mm -hmm. Texas is number seven. It's frustrating that they got leapfrog and, and Boo, let's stop here. Boo Corrigan, Boo, what a great name. Who's the committee chair, said FSU is a different team than the first 11 weeks. Without Jordan Travis, without the offensive dynamic, they're a different team. Right. They lost one player. Right. I mean, should they just pack it up? Should you just cancel? Or should they be relegated to Division Two? You know, like, what, they're still playing the games. They still won their conference. Although that is the other thing. The conferences are like college football is imploding Disaster. in it's front of our eyes. Like the idea, like the ACC as quote unquote, a power five conference. There's really two conferences left at this point. And Pac 12 has two teams. <laughs> That's exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, and it's not like college football's coming out of a, a very pristine, they've never gotten this right. 
Like it's always been a problem for them to declare a champion. And like that is kind of the purpose of leagues for the most part is to why do you even play the game? You play the game to win a chip. You play the game to be the champion. And when you're not given a shot, you don't even give them a chance to throw away their shot. They are denied. Two, two Hamilton references within 17 minutes. Have you been watching it recently? Right. I just listened to it as my warm-up. You want to be in the room where it happens? You are <laughs> That's the, the room other one. You are, you are right That's now the in the room one. where it's That's happening. That's the other one. Actually, right. if you'll indulge me for a second here, I did spend a little bit of time earlier with Claude, and I did get Malcolm, our virtual co-host here is going to share with us what Claude was able to glean with some help from me. All right. And with that, Malcolm, take it away. FSU 2022 snub showcases need to rethink playoff criteria beyond resumes. What criteria justify college football playoff inclusion? Conference championships, sheer win tally in the regular season, visual dominance each setting. The 2023 selection committee leaned hard on quality losses and resume over Florida State's flawless 13 and zero record due largely to one all right, I got to interrupt him. He says resume instead of resume. I mean, it like, sounds, I think you're, sounds, you're kind of out. Got confused. I think we're gonna have it to sounds recast. like Claude. Claude, how are you? he's a pack a day smoker. There was a human who originally voiced Claude. All right, listen, that was, you know, I tried it out. We were still looking for our third co-host. If you put in my ear resume and you want me to say resume, I'm think, I think you're out. So. Do I need an accent on the end of resume? I mean, what does he want from it? But, so, yes. Let's well, look at teams looking. that should have given up because once you lose a player, what about the Lakers? You said you want to run it back. Lakers in 1980, right. they lost the MVP, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right. Game five against Philly yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. And then had a rookie, one Magic Johnson, win game six in Philly with his, some believe is his best game ever, 42 points, 15 right. rebounds. I mean, let's, let's talk. Assists, 15 rounds, seven assists. Let's talk 1999 Knicks. Once the big fellow went down, they should have just, why even play? Why even But if play you're going to talk, game? okay, that only works. You always want to bring in the Knicks and the Mets and these references. They didn't win. They went much further. Well, even if FSU competed, if they beat the spread. Okay, fine. I'll give you You know that. what I mean? It doesn't matter. Right. It's more the fact that they earned the spot. I give you and, and it starts to undermine the entire competitive landscape of the league. I did not realize. I, I remembered back to 2017 when the UCF Knights ran the table. Yep. Quarterback got her. Wound up ranked 12th. Yep. Undefeated. And then this very year, the Liberty University Flames are undefeated heading into the Fiesta Bowl. I had no idea what their mascot was. Thank you for that. I, I will, uh, I will research, remember that. Research. And they're playing the Oregon Ducks. Again, in kind of a meaningless bowl game. FSU, I didn't even check. Where is FSU's going to play? And there's talk of a boycott. I see talk of a boycott. That's the Orange Bowl against Georgia. That's a really interesting game. Because then if they wind up, what if they beat Georgia by more? Which, unlikely. But if they did beat Georgia by more than the three points that it's not even being, by. It's just being competitive. Not having them in the playoffs, they've determined they don't think they can be competitive. Yeah. For me... Running back to 1990, Jeff Hostetter. Phil yeah. Sims is her yeah. backup quarterback. I'm, I'm all about the underdogs. I'm all about, you said, they're not the same team. New York football giants. New York football giants. Improbable victory in the Super Bowl over the Bills. Yeah. Get used to that narrative. Improbable Super Bowl victory for the Giants. 
Tom Brady, 2001. He was the backup quarterback playing against the greatest show on turf. Yeah. Should not have beaten Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Torrey Holt, and that juggernaut of a team, Isaac Bruce. And they, they went on to win. Yeah. 2008, let's do back to Brady. Yeah. Back to your improbable win by the Giants. 18 and 1. 18 and 0. They go 18 and 1. The Giants should have won that game. So, and this is not someone losing one player, but 1985, Villanova beating Georgetown. Georgetown yeah. going for the repeat. No mm -hmm. way, Villanova, after they've beaten twice, uh, they've beaten right. in the regular season. Went 66 64 against John Thompson. Right. Patrick Ewing again. Mm. Big um, So, for me, you're robbing us, and I always used to love, and I still do, sports movies. You're robbing us of the Hoosiers, the Rooney yeah. moments, the right. Bad News Bears, the Mighty Ducks, the, the American Underdog. You've not seen that. It's Kurt Warner's movie. It's not bad. Yeah. You know, in fact, as prep for this show, I didn't watch Rudy because I've never actually seen Rudy, but I did go to Wikipedia. So I've ramped up on the You've story. never seen Rudy. I have shared. I didn't even realize he was fortunate. I have used the Charles Dutton clapping gif when he's very happy at the end of Rudy, but I've never actually watched Rudy start to finish. You, you are not allowed to use the gif. It's a gif. I thought we talked about this. Gif, I say, I'm, a, I'm a hard G. You're hard G. Kind of guy. Right. We'll say hard G. Hard G ever since growing up on the streets of Long Island, you know. <laughs> but anyway, story of Rudy. It's true, too, right? It is actually true. And we watch sports in part for those underdog David versus Goliath scenarios where you don't, you know, boxing's another place I was thinking of where like there's a lot of, Mike Tyson. Yeah. And there's also a lot of, there's a lot of ducking of contenders and it's similarly, you know, poorly managed in that just getting the most competitive games on the field or in the ring is hard and a lot of it is you know in that case it's probably even more corrupt but college football is rough to follow and yet what else are we going to do it's the feeder system into the nfl thoughts on the new format i mean what do you think like how do you solve these types of problems how do we analogize out of fsu's being jobbed all right also if you look at their history they've been on the right side of controversy and on the wrong side of controversy in college football over the years because it's 93 FSU and Notre Dame both had one loss Notre Dame beat Bowden's FSU but FSU was still named the national champ and the other thing that's driving me crazy is I was using Claude AI you know and it kept on getting stuff wrong it kept on so like I got more confused doing my prep with the AI you're using Claude for research and it's yeah. giving you wrong information basically kept, but you know. yes it kept on saying FSU is 9 and 0 in the 2022 season and FSU is 13 and 0 in the 2023 season. So, just a little caveat when you're using large language models, you're going to have to do a lot more fact checking. So, they'll generate verbiage for you. But do you really want to use it? So, is that the new job of the future just have them spit out a bunch of garbage and we then refine it and check for mistakes? I think they're just going to keep getting better. So you asked about the new system. I think it's obviously massively flawed now. You know, one of the committee members might be tied to Michigan. So there's some conflict interest there. When you move to 12 teams, it will be better. There'll always be someone on the out, but we never are really talking about the 13th, 14th, and 15th team, but the, that controversy will come. So I think it'll be slightly better. Where you'll have some controversy is who are the top four teams to get the bye. But 
if you're in the dance, you play who's in front of you. So it will be better. I'm happy that we're finally moving in this direction. To me, as I start to think about it, so you lose someone on your team, this is no different than hiring. So you never get fired. If there's 10 things you need a, a new candidate or someone in this role to do, if you look at a job description, you break it down to 10 bits of criteria, 10 criteria. You'll never get fired if you hired someone that covers all 10. Like, oh, this person on paper and this is their, they got it all. And people struggle to make that athlete hire. So maybe they have seven of the 10, eight of the 10. You can learn the rest. Right. So for me. Last I checked, Tarlin, you don't do your job on paper. You do not. The glamour resume where you can talk your way into the job versus showing what you're capable of doing. So losing a single person on the team is sort of reminiscent of me as a parallel to not having maybe one experience or one skill that can be learned, but you're disqualified because most of the time you'd, you know, an organization will take the time to, to teach that or train or allow someone to grow into the position. So that's probably why there's a little frustration there. I've never checked 10 of the boxes. So I was always hoping for an opportunity to grow into a role instead of already have done the job or won everything on paper. Yeah. And so FSU doesn't win on paper, but they're dogs. I'm not saying they're going to be Georgia, but they deserve to be one of the four teams. And the next team you can pick one of the, the one loss teams in Texas or Alabama. Mm-hmm. Texas beat Alabama really early in the year. Alabama yeah. looked terrible early in the year. They were a miracle throw, fourth and what, 30 yeah. against Auburn to even be in consideration. Right. So I think you got to go with the undefeateds, the conference champs. Don't determine what someone's capable or team is capable of doing. You just don't know. Yeah. Well, first off, to clarify, it was 2001 Orange Bowl. So that was versus Miami. In the regular season, Miami beat FSU. FSU was one at the time. They beat FSU. They were ranked seventh. They beat them 27 to 24. And then in the Orange Bowl, Oklahoma was the number one team. And FSU got the bid over Miami. And then not to cause a little controversy. There may be someone from Miami on the committee. I did this research. But this is not about the committee. Yeah. And they subsequently lost. 13 to two, which is another, that's a score that Claude kept getting backwards. He kept on saying that they won 13. You texted me that. I was like, what score is this? I didn't know if this was their record, their score. They actually, I think all they scored was a a safety that year, which is crazy. I don't remember any of this. And I probably watched a lot of these games. You watch the national championship game, but when you grow up on Long Island, you don't really, you don't care about that much about college football, but yeah. There was something. What were you just talking about? I'm all. I'm all a jumble. Are you? Are you? Are you flummoxed? Just, just. I'm flummoxed. I think I spent too much time last minute with the LLM, and you know, I basically it's because I had to do more research because I don't really know college football, so I had to actually spend a lot of time on Wikipedia. And by the way, Wikipedia. If I'm not going to give you two dollars and seventy five cents, Wikipedia, just leave me alone. Stop asking me for $2.75, please. How many times have you gone to Wikipedia? For this? No, in life, you think. Oh, thousands of times. We owe Wikipedia $2.75. We do, we do. I think, I mean, the amount of prep, Wikipedia prep, it's really just history and there. just, I never, it's never, but I do other research. So I think to everyone that's listening, right? the next time you go to Wikipedia, you owe Wikipedia $2.75. 
Right. I, I agree. And it's in addition to being pro Wikipedia. The other thing I want to say, college football fans need to simmer down. And especially Roll Tide Alabama fans need to simmer the fuck down. We're live, too. Let's see. It's out there in the world, Tarlin. Who knows? But they just, I, I, they need to take I'm glad it. I'm on the other side of the screen. I mean, I went after the khakis last night. I barely survived. I think this is just because they're so difficult. It's like, you know, you're waiting tables. You know, you got to walk over to the Crimson Tide fan base and tell them that, you know, we're out of the special. They're going to be a nightmare about it, as opposed to the Liberty Flames or even the FSU's been jobbed so much historically, even though they've been, they've gotten some good nods. As a fan base, they're easy enough to push around. But I feel like nobody wants to mess with Alabama, mess with Coach Saban. And to Alabama's credit, everybody was writing them off after they lost to Texas early this year. And they, they did benched, run. They benched their starting quarterback. He didn't right. play. Right. They were going, they were running out their second and third string quarterback in the beginning right. of the season. Right. They were shambles. Which is why just the idea of being undefeated, it's part of the problem with college football. This is also where I was working with Claude earlier unsuccessfully to get him to talk about the Highlander rule, which is at the end of the season, if there are any undefeated teams, they play each other until there's only one left. None of this stuff's going to happen. So does Robin know about your relationship with Claude? Because the amount of times you drop Claude, like you spend a lot of time with Claude. I did this morning. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, I spend a lot of time with the LLMs and then, you know, sometimes I even get Nancy, my virtual co-host. I have Claude write Nancy's dialogue and Nancy voices it a little bit better than Claude. Technically that's Malcolm who was voicing Claude, but clearly I'm confused. Clearly I am confused well, and we're live, but we're going to bring we, it together. We're going to bring what it together. We wanna, what we want to end with on, F, on the FSU take one, sure. It is going to be great football. It's, you know, having those four teams, high powered offenses, there'll be some defense, great fan bases. People will show up. Just don't want to, for the rest of the time, at least for me, I, I watch those stories, whether it's Brock Purdy, who is Mr. Irrelevant, and now is the starting quarterback for uh, San Francisco, Harvard women's basketball team in 1998, beating Stanford the first 16-1. and one. It's why we watch March Madness. Right. You watch for the upsets. You watch for the ability to see a team overcome adversity. Mm-hmm. That's what life's about. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing perfect. What do you do when you get punched in the face? FSU yeah. got punched in the face. They threw on the next quarterback. They right. get punched in the face again. Right. They threw on the next quarterback. I think the challenge is, you know, those Tostitos ads in the third quarter aren't going to get as many as many eyeballs. But yeah, you I don't know. But you don't know. That's true. If they're coming back, they're, they're and it's not a barn burner. It, it, it will be if they're chumps. They're yeah. not chumps. So I can't wait to get to 2024. Or a committee can't determine what they think the score is going to be. They have right. no idea. Right. They play to win the game. Yes. They're going to play to win the game. And right. they have no idea whether or not someone's going to get housed. Hmm. Especially if FSU's playing Michigan. That's not going to be some high-scoring affair. I mean, we just watched the Big Ten Championship. It was 29-0. It was awful. Yeah. Come on. So I just want to make sure individuals that are overlooked Teams that people believe will have no chance, give them a chance. Yeah. You never know how, how individuals will respond. And we've right. seen it across the board in history. And we, we look at various major moments in sports, the biggest upsets in sports, including yeah. 1980. US- Miracle on ice. Thank you. 
So absolutely. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. And we had a great year, 2023, putting it in the books, looking ahead to 2024. Looks like we're going to be down at South by Southwest EDU in March. We're locking that in. I'm talking to Tarlin's people. Everyone rushed to Austin. My people are still talking to your people. I I have a good feeling about it. And what do you see on the horizon? What What are you interested in? Any goals for the podcast for 2024? Yeah, I mean, you and I, we need to spend a little more time together. I'm following it off of Smartless. They are. They're funny, you know, they're unafraid of some of the dad jokes. I just want to, I want you to bring them out a little bit more. Sometimes it feels a little too scripted. Just let it go. I want go. people to see the full dork in you. No I more do also, back. No yeah. more back. Another goal is just opportunity to pod more. We have this 6.30 a.m. Pacific, 9.30 on Saturdays, which means I'm up at 4.30 to prep, you're playing with Claude at like 6 a.m. your time. So we just want more consistent. Third is we were taking in suggestions from our listeners. We know one long time listener is ready for the bowling. I uh, just haven't been able to connect the dots. We, Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> we haven't, I don't even know his bowling. Bowling's not hot now. It's not in the zeitgeist. Not, no one's talking about it. I mean, people rather talk, talk about pickleball yeah. than bowling. And fourth is just, the continue to listen to other potters. They're good. And maybe one day we'll get one company to give us a commercial. So that I can say, coming back soon. And you can be randomly talking about WeWork. We'll be working on that. That's easy to check off, potentially even on our next episode. Absolutely. Anyway, thanks to our listeners. Thanks to you, Tarlin. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. We're in the midst right now. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. We'll be back running it back 60 plus episodes so far still going strong 2024 is on the horizon thanks for joining us this is running it back the playoffs exist to determine the best team not protect or preserve it espn analytics giving fsu a 0.1 percent title probability means nothing until that number hits absolute zero while unlikely to win it all, perfect seasons and power conferences deserve the expanded access to try toppling Titans like Michigan, Washington, or Alabama. The Giants took down the 18-0 and zero Patriots. Let Florida State lose their shot the way champions do, between stripes and whistles, not in committee chambers.